warning, this will be a long show. I'm just going to tell you that right now. I'm sorry for the wait. But those who have been checking for my content, I'm going to give you just enough for the city. Now let's get to King Known Uncensored. Who the MVP? a little bit under the weather, but fuck it, nigga. Sorry I've been gone for so long, but this is King Known Uncensored. Who the MVP? Who the real MVP? Let's get on something first. Let's get on this Montrez Harold to Philadelphia thing. Um, good pickup. I mean, obviously he's familiar with Doc. Doc put a lot at risk on the Clippers to give Montrez Harold starters minutes and I'm sure he'll go that route again and I think it's a very good pickup but the million dollar question is does this move the needle for the Philadelphia 76ers in the east I don't know if it moves the needle it's, it's too close to call just like the rest of the east like everybody in the east made a lot of major pickups I feel like Philly is somewhere around that 3, 4, 5 range right now with the pickup of Hero like 3, 4, or 5 honestly bro I feel like Philadelphia should have went after Kevin Durant like a, a hardened Durant and B experiment would have been great for the next two years. That's just me. But however, as long as Harden is focused and B plays like Embiid, and the rest of the role players show up, Philadelphia could be 
a championship contender. But I feel like the East is loaded. A lot of your favorite teams getting knocked out the first round. I'm telling you now. And it could be some upsets, especially with the rise of Cleveland and Atlanta. And then, you know, Brooklyn's coming back fully loaded. Boston's coming back fully loaded. But anyway, what is this show about? Well, I've done, I did some heavy research over the weekend. And I looked at all the MVP races from back in the day till now. And I wanted to know something to see if this MVP award that a lot of people are are praising actually holds weight. And in my opinion, a lot of times the wrong niggas were picked. A lot of the wrong niggas was picked ever since the MVP award came out and dropped. Which is why, like, how many MVPs a motherfucker got? Don't hold that much weight to me. You know, finals MVP kind of holds a little bit more weight. In my opinion. I look at MVP as regular season stuff. Which is fine. You can have the best regular season ever. But if you don't make the playoffs. If you don't do damage throughout the playoffs. you don't at least get to the second round of the playoffs, then you are just a regular season ass nigga. I just don't look at like regular season MVPs, niggas that tell me, oh, but this nigga got the X amount of MVPs. That's cute. How many championships the nigga got? Who was this? Who was their competition? What statistics and records do they hold? You feel me? That's what I want to know. When, when people get asked these questions, they don't have no answers. They don't have the answers, Sweat. They really don't. And it's unfortunate. Now, I do admit something. A lot of y'all do know y'all shit. I give you that. Y'all know your percentages. Y'all know your numbers. Y'all know everything. But that doesn't mean that I have to agree with you. A lot of y'all really be on y'all shit. I gotta give y'all some credit. Especially when y'all take up for y'all niggas. But the reason why I don't respect the award, the MVP award, is just the fact that a lot of the years, the wrong motherfucker got picked. And I... and. As far as the legends go, I don't mean to disrespect y'all. Alive or dead, I don't mean to disrespect y'all. But before we get to this, right? Gilbert Arenas, once again, with another controversial view. This one, I actually agree with. I actually agree with it.
he said that Larry Bird is not a top 10 all-time player in NBA history. And I happen to agree. Now, don't, hey, hey, man, please, please, please hear me out. Hear me out. I'm not doing it to disrespect Bird. I have Bird 11th. I mean, LeBron James, I have LeBron James above him, Shaquille O'Neal, Steph Curry, Tim Duncan, Bill Russell, Wilt Chamberlain, Magic Johnson, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan. I think those players are just better than Bird, in my opinion. A lot of people disagree with that, but I look at it like this. Sometimes it's not that you're not good, it's just that players come, players can surpass great players. No great player is safe from their spot on the all-time list. I understand that Larry Bird won three MVPs in a row. We're going to get to that. Understand that Bird was competitive. Understand that Bird averaged a double-double for his career. I understand that he was a hell of a competitor. And his defense is underrated. I understand that. But sometimes time can just pass you by. And some guys can come along and take your spot, freshman. Never let a freshman take your spot. <laughs> but I actually agree with uh, Gilbert Uranus on this one. No disrespect to Larry Bird at all. I mean that with no disrespect at all. But let's get to the main topic of the day. Who the real MVP? Now, 1956, Bob Pettit won MVP, right? This one, the MVP, first drop, ladies and gentlemen. In 1956, Bob Pettit averaged 26 points, 16 rebounds. The next best player was Paul Arizon, who averaged 24 and 8. So I can completely understand. I get that. Let's move on to 1957 MVP. Now, Bob Cousy won MV MVP in 1957. And it was very close. Bob Cousy averaged tw 21 points, 5 rebounds, and 8 assists. I understood why they picked him because of... Mm, you know, Boston had the best team that year. But Bob Pettit... Had a squad as well. I mean, I can also understand that they were under 500, but they finished first in their division. But if we're looking at just based on the regular season, I feel like personally, I would have picked Pettit over Kuzi in this situation. 
despite the bad record. I mean, 25 and 15, that's kind of hard to ignore. I would have picked Bob Pettit that year. Move on to 1958. We're going to go about this fast as fuck. Bill Russell won the MVP. He averaged 17 points and 23 rebounds. I understand that that's a lot. I can't knock the hustle. I'm not hating. Russell, of course, had the number one team that year. But I don't believe he should have won the MVP, as crazy as that shit sounds. But this... But the person who should have won it that year was was Dolph Shays. And here's why. I feel like they were 10 games above 500. Dolph Shays averaged 25 and 14. And I feel like, pers personally, I feel like Dolph Shays just had a way better year than Bill Russell. Move on to uh, 1959. Y'all gonna get y'all history up today. Y'all gonna respect history. Now the 1959 uh, NBA Awards, Bob Pettit was the MVP. Rightfully so. Understood. There's nothing I really got to say to counter this argument here. I mean... Pettit had the best record in the league. Average 29 and 16. I can't knock that. Now let's move on to 1960 MVP. 1960 MVP was Wilt Chamberlain. Niggas. Niggas. This man averaged 38 and 27. Nigga, I agree. Nothing more to say. And I think this is the year that he won the championship, I believe. Or this was either that or his rookie year. Fuck. What year was this? Didn't they win that year in 1960? I think it was 68 he won. Oh, they lost to the Celtics, of course. Never mind. Wilt was 23. Never mind. He ain't win until later on. But whatever. 38 and 27. I'm bugged the fuck out right now. Of course I'm picking Chamberlain. Fuck out of here. Let's move on to 1961. 1961. Bill Russell won MVP. Averaged 17 points and 24 rebounds. Of course... Boston had the best record that year. Of course they did. Yeah, this is when they started playing 82 games. That, that shit, wild. I'm still fucked up off that Wilt Chamberlain. Uh, graphic though but Bill Russell won MVP in 1961 and I feel like Bob Pettit was robbed here's why Bob Pettit averaged 28 points and 20 rebounds that year and his team was number one in their uh, conference 
even though Russell had the better record, understandable, but by the numbers, I'm rolling with Pettit. That's no disrespect to the late, great Bill Russell. I feel like Bill Russell, if the defensive player of the year was around, he would have won it 10, 11 years straight. But Russell was not a great scorer, enough to be like an MVP per se. And I, you know, he won the award because of his impact. And of course, the Celtics were like the best team of that era. So they're going to pick him. But I feel like, um, in 1961, actually, I'm wrong. Because I had to look at my uh, cheat sheet that I had written down. Wilt Chamberlain should have been the MVP in 61. Damn! Yo, this MVP race in 1961. Check this out, y'all. You got Bill Russell averaged 17 points and 24 rebounds. You got Bob Pettit, who averaged 28 and 20. Elgin Baylor, who averaged 35 and 20. And Will Chamberlain, who averaged 38 and 27. Oscar Robertson, who averaged 31, 10, and 10. A triple-double. God damn. But I was wrong. I have to correct myself. I felt like Chamberlain should have got this one. Because... Chamberlain uh, finished well above 500, second in the uh, Eastern Conference that year. I got to give it to Chamberlain, man, because, dude, 38 and 27, bro. They've been fucking well out of uh, a lot of MVPs. This is what this is what I mean. This is why when this is why I be snarky with people when they they brag when Nikola Jokic wins MVP. I'm like, so? Nigga. They didn't pick the right man. We'll get to him in a moment. 1962. NBA. MVP was Bill Russell yet again. Now, he averaged 19 and 24, right? But look look at this MVP race in 1962. Look at this shit. The MVP race was ill back in the day. This was like Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa on steroids, y'all. You have Bill Russell, who won MVP, averaging 19 and 24, obviously because, guess what? The Celtics were the best team. They won 60 games. I get that. But I feel like Wilt Chamberlain should have won MVP this year as well. 50 points per game, 26 rebounds. Shot better at the free throw line and better from the field than Bill Russell. But look at everybody else who was nominated. Oscar Robertson, triple-double, 31, 13, and 11. The reason why Robertson didn't win, his team finished below uh, 500, well below 500 at that. 
Elgin Baylor, 38, 19 and 5. Jerry West, 31, 8 and 5. Bob Pettit, 31 and 19. Shit. Yo, basketball was L back in the day, son. I'm like, you can't really write this shit. You can't really write this shit out. But my 62 MVP goes to Will Chamberlain. 1963 MVP. Went to Bill Russell yet again. He averaged 17 points and 24 rebounds. That's crazy that he's averaging all those rebounds. That nigga was the rebound champ. Him and Wilt, it was between them two, man. Them niggas was athlete athletes. And I feel like they're not respected enough for that their athletic ability. But that shit crazy. Um, 17 and 24. I felt like in 63, Elgin Baylor should have got the MVP. Because they were number one in their conference as well. And Baylor's numbers were better. He averaged 34, 14, and 5. Shot better from the field, better from the free throw line. Russell won this award because, what did I say, folks? The Celtics just ran that era of basketball, and they had a major respect for Bill Russell, who encountered a lot of racism and who was a civil rights activist. So they had mad respect for the nigga, and I get that. But we just talking about who I felt, who I would have picked. Again, this is all business, never personal. Let's move on to 1964. Oscar Robertson was the MVP that year. And I agree. I agree, 100%. I mean, his numbers were... uh. 31, 10, and 11. So 31 points per game, 10 rebounds a game, and 11 assists. So that's basically a triple-double season. Will Chamberlain, though, was close. I ain't gonna lie. 37 and 22. And they finished first in their division. I think that's very close, though. Don't get me wrong. That's a very... I don't know, man. You could go. I think, honestly, bro, looking at that graphic, I feel like Wilt and Oscar could have been co-MVPs, bro. That's how tight that was because they both were number one in their division. The only difference is one averaged a triple-double and the other one didn't. And I think that's probably why they went with Oscar. Enough respect, dude. But this story, this is crazy though, bro. 1965. The MVP, yet again, was Bill Russell. Sheesh. Bill Russell was cleaning up in 1965. However, actual tough one as well too and I feel like Oscar Robertson should have got it in 1965 
because again, man, I mean, Oscar Robertson's team had a great record. He yet again averaged almost a triple double. He averaged 39 and 12. This nigga was scoring and dishing. He was out there looking like Russell Westbrook of the 60s. Big O was really him. But I feel like Robertson got robbed. 1966. MVP was Wilt Chamberlain, rightfully so, 34 points per game, 25 rebounds per game, crazy numbers, crazy numbers, I agree, 1967 MVP, I think this was the year he won it all, he won a championship, yep, that was it. When they beat the Warriors and they beat the Celtics. Yep, I remember this year. He definitely deserved that. Will Chamberlain, 1967. 24 points, 24 rebounds, 8 assists. 8 assists. This nigga averaged 8 assists. I think he led the league in assists that year. And total assists. Could be wrong though, but I remember Wilt leading the league in assists one time. That's a crazy feat for a big man. Your boy Jokic ain't do that shit, but my nigga Will Chamberlain did. I'm just saying. That's still historical. You gotta give Will some credit. My God. 1968 MVP. <laughs> Bitch, you guessed it. It's Wilt Chamberlain, ladies and gentlemen. And oh my God, bro. Wilt, this is why I beat, this is why Wilt in my top five. This is exactly why Wilt in my top five, dog. They had the top record. He averaged 24 and 24 and nine assists. MVP was Wes Unsell. Now, this is another thing. I guess they had defensive impact meant a lot back then because Wes Unsell's not really offensively as gifted. He's better offensively than Bill Russell was. And he was kind of like what we call, he was like the Ben Wallace of the 1960s and, and, and 70s. Wes Unsell was like Ben Wallace.
averaged 14 points per game, 18 assists, had the number one team. But I feel like, uh, let's see, who should have, I, who did I put for 69? I felt like Billy Cunningham should have won the MVP that year. Cunningham's team had a great record, just like Unsell did. But Cunningham averaged 25 points and 13 rebounds. I kind of like that combination a lot better than Wes Unsell's. I mean, I feel like if they were counting blocks back then, I think I would have had a better reason to pick him as the MVP. But 14 a game, I don't know if I could do that, son. Let's move on to 1970. Willis Reed won the MVP. Um, okay, that year. Average 22 and 14. Had the number one team in the division. The person that came closest to me was Kareem. Kareem averaged 29 and 15. Damn. Sheesh. Had a, his team had a decent record as well. But I'm, I would have picked Willis Reed in that situation. I don't know why. Damn, that's a tough decision. I ain't going to lie. This MVP, it was definitely between Willis and Kareem. You know what? I'm going to have to switch my pick. Like, Kareem's team was just as good as Willis Reed's was. Yeah, a, a lot. I noticed a certain trend. They always go with the uh, best player on the, uh, uh, they go with the best player on the best team for, for MVP. I honestly don't think it should be like that. I think it should be like the best player that season, the best individual player. Kareem should have won in 1970. Their record was just as good as the New York Knicks, and Kareem had way better numbers. Let's go to 1971, where the takeover begins. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar wins the MVP in 1971. I agree. 32-16, and 16, y'all. Kareem Kareem wins again. He averaged 35, 17, and 5 assists, y'all. Crazy. 1973. Dave Cowens won over Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Oh, this was a robbery. Cowens averaged 21 points and 16 rebounds. Boston did win 68 games. That's true. But Kareem's team also won 60 games. 
And I like Kareem's combination of 30 points, 16 rebounds, and 5 assists per game. He shot better from the field than Cowan's. I would go with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in 1973. 1974. This is why Kareem's in my top three. Like, this dude in his prime, he went to work. I got to give that nigga some credit. Green one bullshit. Nineteen seventy four. Ooh, this is a tough MVP race, not going to lie. Um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, 27 points, 15 rebounds, 5 assists, 4 blocks per game. Damn. Damn. Broke the internet. Bob McAdoo did average 31 and 15 that year. But his team wasn't as good as Kareem's. Like, they were just above 500. Meanwhile, Kareem had the best record that year. 1975. Bob McAdoo ended up winning MVP. Oh, my God. And I agree. 35 points per game. 14 rebounds. Shit. 1976 MVP. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar won MVP that year. And I would have to disagree. Kareem did average 28 points per game and 17 rebounds and 5 assists. But Bob McAdoo averaged 31, 12, and 4 assists. And I feel like the Buffalo... Braves, which are currently the Los Angeles Clippers, had a decent enough record for McAdoo to get that MVP. And then the crazy part, Kareem's team finished 40 and 42. That was another reason why I went with Bob McAdoo. Let's move on to 1977. 1977, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar won MVP, averaging 26 points. And 13 rebounds. Agreed. 1978 MVP was Bill Walton. Ugh. <laughs> Eight, 19 points per game and 13 rebounds. Five assists. Not bad. Y'all niggas know. If y'all listen to me, y'all know how I feel about Bill Walton. Ass. I feel like the MVP that year, ooh, let's see. Damn, Kareem averaged 26 and 13. The Lakers also finished 45 and 37. Not bad. I don't know. But my choice for MVP this year, this year, I wouldn't, I'm not picking Kareem. I'm picking George Gervin. George Gervin should have won MVP in 1978. The team finished first. In the division, he averaged 27, 5, 5 rebounds, 4 assists. That's not bad for a score. Definitely the T-back 
of that of that era. But I'm gonna uh, go a different direction and actually pick George Gervin this year. 1979 MVP was Moses Malone. I can't take that away from him. No, 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 no. 25 points, 18 rebounds a game, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that was an easy choice. 1980 MVP. This was the year that Magic came and took over the lead. But the MVP was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. 25 points, 11 rebounds, 5 assists, 3 blocks. 3 blocks. You gotta love it. I agree with this MVP choice. 1981 MVP was Dr. J. And I, I mean, I, I, I no disrespect to Dr. J. But I'm going to go with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar over him this year. Lakers had a good enough record. Even though Irving's record was better than um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's. Uh, Julius averaged 25, 8, and 4. Not bad. Kareem averaged 26 and 10. Moses Malone, my goodness. 28 and 15 and he was fourth place the only reason why um he wouldn't get the MVP that year is because the Rockets were 40 and 42 and they clawed their way into the playoffs but Moses showed that honestly if the team was that focused as they were on that playoff run when they went to the finals to go against uh, the Celtics, I think that um, Moses could have won the MVP. He was definitely the MVP of that playoffs. He literally carried the Rockets to that championship. But I'm going to pick Kareem, though. I'm going to pick Kareem, even though this MVP race was no joke. No games. No games, ladies and gentlemen. Let's move on to 1982. 1982. The MVP was Moses Malone. Once again, 31 and 15. Can't argue with that. Great record. 1983, the MVP, yes, yet again, was Moses Malone, 25 points per game, 15 rebounds per game, shit, okay, now, I agree with Larry Bird winning back-to-back -back champ, back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back, uh, MVPs, in 84, 85, and 86. There's nothing really to discuss here. Nothing to see here, ladies and gentlemen. So we're going to skip past that because I agree with Bird winning MVP all three of those years. Especially in 1986.
86 Celtics was one of the best teams of all time. So let's move on to 1987 where the MVP was Magic Johnson. I agreed with Magic, but barely. Jordan's team wasn't good that year. Even though Jordan averaged 37, 5 and 5, three steals and two blocks. Michael Jeffrey fucking Jordan, bitch. Damn. Yo, if Jordan's team was like a winning team, he could have got that MVP easily. Like, they were under 500 that year. But Magic got the MVP. He averaged 24 and 12. Let's move on to 1988. Michael Jordan won MVP. No question about it. I don't question this one bit. 35, 6, and 6. This is a shooting guard. So when a shooting guard averages more than three assists per game, it's good. If a shooting guard averages 10 assists per game, woo, it's historical. But I got no dispute. Even though Charles Barkley was 28 and 12 that year, but Philly was just ass. But MJ, this is the year that he won um, MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, All-Star Game MVP. MJ was wild in that year. 1989, Magic Johnson averaging 23, 8, and 13 assists, y'all. Damn. But look at Michael Jordan, though. Ooh, I don't know, folks. 33, 8, and 8, Three steals and a block. Let's see, who did I pick? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with Magic. Even though Jordan's numbers were better, Magic had the best team. And Magic's job isn't Jordan's job that year. But Jordan... I don't know. It could have been co-MVPs, but I would have picked Magic that year. 1990. MVP was Magic Johnson. Damn. 22. 22.7 rebounds a game and 12 assists and two steals. I feel like Charles Barkley should have won the MVP in 1990. Like, he was literally putting Philly on his back. Chuck had these motherfuckers number one in a division. And they ended up losing to Mike. Everybody lost to Mike. Get in line. Get a number. But I feel like Chuck's numbers were slightly better than Magic's. Uh, Chuck averaged 25 and 12. Even though I do understand why people pick Magic, I'm going to go with Chuck because that Philly team was hot garbage. Magic always had a, a good team around him. 
1991, the MVP was Michael Jordan. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you some uh, leeway on the time. I agree with every Michael Jordan MVP. I'm going to tell you that right now. I do not disagree with any time that Michael Jordan was picked MVP. Spoiler. 32, 6-5. 6-6, I mean. And three steals a game. Damn. 1992 MVP. Was Michael Jordan. We're going to skip that. Charles Barkley in 1993 won the MVP. And I agree. I agree with him winning in, in 93. 93. Yo, Charles Barkley was supposed to win a ring that year. I'm not going to hold you up. Even though Michael Jordan, I mean, I understand why he was pissed off. Because he did average 33, 7, and 6. <clears throat> but this was Chuck's year. 26, 12, and 5. And two steals a game. Charles Barkley wasn't bullshit that year. He wasn't. That nigga was not playing. 1994. We got Hakeem Olajuwon winning, averaging 27 and 12. However, I mean, David Robertson averaged 30 and 11. And I don't know. I don't think Hakeem Olajuwon should have won that MVP, in my opinion. Well, actually, you know what? 94, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that was Hakeem's year. Never mind, folks. Never mind. I was thinking about 95 when Robinson won. But, yeah, this was Hakeem's year. I think that Hakeem obviously had the better record than Robertson. Robinson averaged 30 and 11. But I feel like, you know, obviously, you know, of course they were in the same division and uh, the Rockets had a better record. Honestly, I don't know. I mean, Shaq averaged 29 and 13 that year. But the Magic wasn't as good as they were that next season, which we're going to get to. Carl Malone averaged 25 and 11. Wow. That was a loaded MVP race. Loaded. I remember all the seasons after 1992. I can say that. Like, I could, I sat there and watched those seasons. I was smarter at a young age. Don't, don't, don't hate. Don't hate. Nineteen ninety-five. The MVP was David Robinson. He averaged twenty-eight and eleven. But I feel like Shaquille O'Neal should have won that because the Magic—it was their year for sure. It was supposed to be their year. You know, you remember Robinson getting cooked by Elijah Wan in that playoff series, right? Shaq averaged twenty-nine and eleven, 
and his team was number one in the Eastern Conference. So I got to go with Shaq Diesel on this one. 1996, Michael Jordan, please skip. 1997 MVP was Karl Malone. However, I feel like MJ should have won the MVP in 1997. And this is exactly why he took out his frustration on the Utah Jazz in the finals. I completely respect that. But man, Michael Jordan averaged 27, six and four. No, actually he averaged 30. Six and five, four, 36 and four. Malone averaged 27, nine and five. Yeah, I honestly feel like with Pippen injuries and shit, I feel like Mike should have took that from Carl Malone, in my opinion. He didn't even average a double double that year. But I do understand that jazz, the Jazz was the shit that year. I get it. But no, nigga. Michael. 1998 MVP was Michael Jordan. Same thing, Pippen injury. Undisputed. It's Shaq Diesel. Undisputedly Shaq Diesel. Easily. He should have been the first unanimous MVP in my opinion. 2001, Allen Iverson. I agree 100%. It was, it was Philly's year, bro. They really should have. Like, Allen Iverson definitely deserved to win that MVP. He carried that team offensively that year. Tim Duncan ended up winning the MVP. And I agree. Even though I feel like him and Kobe was hella close. Him, Kobe, or Shaq was hella close to winning that MVP in 02. 2003. Tim Duncan ended up winning back-to-back MVPs. I actually disagree. Feel like Kobe averaging 37 and 6 was crucial. Tim Duncan did average 23 and 13. Not bad. But I think Kobe Bean Bryant deserved that MVP that year. He was balling out of his mind. Kobe definitely got robbed in 2003. 2004, Kevin Garnett. Not mad at all. I take Kevin Garnett. 
24 and 14. Yeah, KG, that was that was supposed to be his year to win a championship right there. But, you know, Cassell and Sprewell both getting Cassell getting hurt really fucked him up. And once they got went against the Lakers, they didn't stand a chance against Peyton Malone, Kobe and Shaq. But high 04. That was a beautiful year. If you know, you know. 2005, here's where the beef with Steve Nash began. Steve Nash was the MVP, averaging 16 points and 12 assists. Well, damn. John Stockton averaged numbers like this. How come he's never won MVP? I think the league just wanted another white MVP, in my opinion. Then Kobe got into trouble. But I feel like Shaq Diesel was should have been the MVP. He averaged 23 and 10 that year, that first year in Miami. Shaq was robbed in 05. Hands down, don't give a fuck what who say or they say. I don't give a fuck. Two thousand and six. Steve Nash was the MVP. He won back-to-back. Averaged more, 19 points, 11 assists. These are actually decent numbers. But, however, there's so, I think a lot of these dudes that was on this list deserved the MVP over him. And Kobe Bryant should have won MVP that year. He averaged 31, 7, and 7 and carried that terrible-ass team through the playoffs. Through, through the first round to seven games against Steve Nash. And he averaged 35. Actually, no, I was wrong. Kobe averaged 35, 5, and 5. Crazy. He definitely deserved it over Steve Nash. I don't care what nobody says. You took Smush Parker, Kwame Brown, Luke Walton, Chris Mim, <laughs> Jordan Farmer, dog, that roster, Lamar Odom, who was never an all-star, so don't give me that Lamar Odom excuse. I love Lamar, but that team was not good, bro. Let's move on to 2007. Another year, Kobe was robbed. Dirk Davinsky won, averaging 27 and 9. Not even a double-double for a big man. Kobe averaged 32, 6, and 5. He clearly got robbed in 2007. Kobe Bryant ended up the MVP. Kobe should have won three back-to-back -back MVPs like Larry Bird did. He averaged 28, 6, and 5. 
pretty solid for a two guard. 2009, LeBron James won. Honestly, I don't think LeBron should have won MVP in 2009. I think Dwayne Wade should have won. He averaged 35, 30 points, five rebounds, and eight assists. I feel like throughout the regular season, I think he was a better, he was he was a the best player that year. Despite LeBron and them winning 66 games, I think that was that year. Yeah, they were going to pick LeBron because that that team won 66 games. But I think Dwayne Wade had the better individual year. Two thousand and ten, LeBron James, and I agree, one hundred percent, that LeBron should have won in two thousand and ten, no doubt. Two thousand eleven, Derrick Rose, got no problem with that. Two thousand and twelve, LeBron James, agreed. Two thousand and thirteen, LeBron James, agreed. I agree. 2014 MVP Kevin Durant agreed. 2015 Steph Curry agreed. That boy turned Golden State into a respectable franchise. Steph Curry unanimous MVP in 2016. Of course I agree. 2017, however, Russell Westbrook. I know y'all gonna come after me about this one, but I don't think Russ deserved MVP that year. I'm not gonna lie. I know he had a triple-double. It was the first time in our era that we've seen that. I know. But some of those rebounds and those assists look forced. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. 29-8-11. So that was damn near a triple-double. And I remember that season as well. Who's on that Rockets roster? Oh yeah, Chris Paul wasn't even there yet. Damn! I also realized too, this team was low-key ass in my opinion. Not gonna lie. There was no second star on this team. It had a decent collection of players. I mean, Clint Capella was still relatively young. Pat Bev. This wasn't the Pat Bev we know of today. Eric Gordon was decent, but he was injury prone. Trez wasn't Trez yet. Lou Will was Lou Will. Nene was Nene. But this team that he had, I, 
honestly think on paper the Thunder was kind of like better. Because this team is horrible. That Harden had. So I got to get that shit to Harden. 2018, James Harden was the MVP. Not mad at that. 2019, y'all going to get mad again. But I think James Harden should have won in 2019. I know I've talked a lot of shit about Harden. You see, this is what I mean. Now, Giannis did average 28, 13, and 6. Those are not bad numbers. And Milwaukee had the number one record that year. So I understand why he won. But Harden went crazy that year. 36 points per game. This nigga was averaging 36. And still managed to average eight assists and grab seven rebounds. Two steals a game. Shot 37% from three. That's crazy for a guy that shoots the ball as much as Harden does. I have to give that one to Harden. 2020, Giannis Antetokounmpo, I agree. Now, 2021, here's where we disagree. 2021 and 2022, yo, I don't agree that uh, Joel, I I don't agree that Nikola Jokic should have won either MVP. Because I feel like Embiid's teams were better. And, you know, this nigga had Ben Simmons on his team. And he was taking that team to the playoffs. And then last year, he spent half he spent half the year without another superstar. He spent half the year without an without a, a his number two option. And then they traded for Harden. And Embiid elevated his game. And then he ended up playing in the playoffs with a broken face. (laughs) Like he broke bones in his face. I don't know, man. Joker's team. You know, I understand that Joker was missing Murray and Porter. That's probably why they picked him. But I feel like if the Sixers didn't have Embiid, they're a lottery team. Nuggets would have been a lottery team with him too. But still, it's like I don't see. And then, of course, Joker don't play no damn defense. And Embiid plays both sides of the ball more consistently. And also, in both years, the East was, was uh, well, actually, the West was better the first year, and then Embiid got hurt, so I get why they picked Jokic. I still was going to go with Embiid, because that was my choice. Last year, it wasn't no choice. It was definitely Embiid. Embiid got robbed last year, straight up. Because the nigga was healthy all season. He couldn't use that excuse. But I know Joker's numbers are off the wire. I get it. Like 26, 11, and 8. That's not bad. 
Embiid averaged 29 and 11. Way more blocks. Last year again, Joker 27, 14 and 8. 31 and 12 from Embiid. Yeah, honestly, this this MVP race was hella close. Didn't Embiid lead the league in scoring? If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. Because it was because LeBron was trying to catch somebody. And I think it was him. I got to check that before I get up out of here. Yep, it was Embiid. So we got a leading scorer, great defensive player, all-around scorer. Yeah, I'm just picking Embiid because a lot of their accolades stack up nicely against each other. And the thing that stands out about me and Embiid was defense. And then last year, the Eastern Conference was hella stacked. And Embiid and them got the third seed. And the West was weak last year. And Denver was like a sixth seed. And Embiid and them was a third seed. Yeah, this system of MVP is flawed like a motherfucker while I'm sitting here talking about it. But yeah, so I did a final tally and they got it right 40 out of 67 times. Yes, I understand that they got it right 40 times. But that's 59%. That's still an F. I mean, 59.7, you know, even that, even that and still, it's still a failing grade in my opinion. It's still a failure. So, what this tells me is the league is likely to get the MVP wrong 40% of the time. So, this is the this is the 67 years of the MVP. This just shows you exactly why I don't value regular season MVPs like that when it comes down to greatest of all time arguments. Yes, it holds value, but not that much as far as I'm concerned.
especially when they pick the wrong guy 40% of the time. That don't sit right with me. So going by this list, right? Bob Pettit should have had three MVPs. Dolph Shays should have got an MVP. Wilt Chamberlain should have won in back-to-back MVPs three years in a row. Elgin Baylor should have had an MVP. Oscar Robertson should have uh, had an extra MVP to go with the one that he had. Wilt Chamberlain deserved to win MVP three more times. So he should have three-peated twice for MVP. Billy Cunningham missed out on an MVP. And Kareem should have five-peated at MVP. Bob McAdoo should have won back-to-back MVP. I had agreed with most of the uh, 80s choices, with the exception of Kareem in 81. Especially Larry Bird's uh, three MVPs. I agree with that wholeheartedly. I felt like Chuck should have got his first MVP in 1990. I felt like Shaq should have won over David Robertson in 95. That was when the uh, Magic beat Jordan, went to the finals. MJ should have three-peated with MVPs, like he three-peated championships. Shaq should have won back-to-back MVPs in 1999 and 2000. Kobe Bryant got robbed of MVP four times, ladies. Three times, ladies and gentlemen. He should have won over Duncan in 03. Shaq should have won over Steve Nash in 05. Kobe should have won over Nash in 06. Kobe should have won over uh, Dirk in 07. Of course... D-Wade over LeBron James. I know niggas gonna be mad in 09. James Harden should have three-peated as an MVP in 2017, 18, and 19. And then I feel like Harden... Harden should really have four MVPs. No, three MVPs, my bad. I may not like how he plays basketball, but I give a nigga credit when I need to. And I feel like Joel Embiid should have been a back-to-back MVP in 2021 and 2022. Simply because he plays better defense. I know a lot of y'all Joker fans, I understand. You know, you got a a new white MVP, a back-to-back white MVP, and y'all excited, I get it. But I think Luka Doncic is definitely going to win MVP this year. Book that. But that's my show, man. This is King Known Uncensored. Do the real MVP. And I'm going.